President Biden is meeting with NATO leaders in Brussels right now after declaring an attack on one member is an attack on all. Buoyed by the positive atmosphere of the G7 summit over the weekend, President Biden continued his efforts to convince U.S. allies that transatlantic ties have turned a corner with his administration. I just want all of Europe to know that the United States is there. United States is there. The president says he reminds Americans the only time NATO has activated its collective defense mechanism was to help defend the U.S. after 9-11. What the hell is that? This is the Stone on Air radio show. What would you say you do here? I'm slaying lame and I'm exposing frauds. This is pathetic. This is embarrassing. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. There's nothing more pathetic than an aging hipster. What's your deal, man? Yes, my name is Brian. Stone on Air on Nougat Radio 92.7. Oh, hey, it's you again. How are you? Good to see you. Or to hear from you. Or for you to hear from me. How does this interaction work again? I forget. Oh, that's right. Facebook. One place you can do it. That old rickety relic known as the FM transistor radio. That's another way you can do it. 92.7. You can download the podcast wherever you get your shows. Might be Spotify. Might be Podcast Addict. It might be Google Podcast. Might be Stitcher. It might be countless others that you've likely never even heard of. That's the good news. It doesn't matter. Wherever it is you find a downloadable podcast, go to that same place. You'll find this one. Stoneonair.com is your quickest way to find it. It is the somewhat for-profit joint venture known as the Stone On Air radio show and podcast. My name is Brian. How are you? I am fine. Keon in here with me as well. And we're back at it. Snap your fingers. Boom. And here we are. June is halfway over. I left town. June just started. I get back. June is halfway over. Time flies, and it doesn't have a damn thing to do with whether you're having any fun or not. I have nothing for you today. It is Storyville for the last seven or eight days. I'm quite literally going to just tell you how my nine to almost ten day stretch of a quote-unquote vacation went. Much of it was very nice. A lot of it was not even kind of nice. And other portions of it were just, you know, meh, as they say. M-E-H, meh. And uh, that's what happens when you take nine, ten straight days and travel all throughout the southeast when you don't normally do that kind of thing. I have so many friends that, uh, that travel for work, travel for pleasure, um, I, I come from a very mixed background of some of my best friends are dirt poor. Some of my best friends are teetering on the edge of doing okay one month, struggling the next. It's 
kind of where most of us fall. And then I have many what I would consider best friends or good lifelong friends that have more money than I know how to even count. Uh, sometimes I, I, especially when I talk about like the infrastructure bill that Biden throws out there or the Democrats have talked about for decades that no one will get taxed more or less or whatever if you make over or, or less than $400,000. <laughs> I hear $400,000. You might as well be saying $400 Because it's the same to me. Most of us don't even get that close. 400,000 <laughs> might as well be 400 billion. Because it's, it's uncountable money. It's uncountable money to me. And so I know people who make that kind of money and travel and go to, you know, uh, 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 you know, globe trot. I've not, I don't globe. I, I have never been outside of the continental U.S. Uh, continental uh, United States and, and North America. I've stepped into Mexico a couple of times. I've stepped into Canada once and I've hit a few states, some out west. I've been as far as California. I've been as north as Illinois many times. Lots of family members there. I've been as west, or excuse me, east, northeast as Baltimore, West Virginia, and Virginia, and New York State. Hit Florida a few times. Outside of that, that's as far as I've been traveled, man. I'm 41 years old, and that's as far as I've gone. So I'm not exactly the most well versed traveled guy in the world but when i get a chance i try to uh enjoy myself and my trip through alabama mississippi and louisiana had not just eye-opening moments to a certain degree some pretty eye-popping moments because many times when i've traveled through these states again i've been to florida i've been to the panhandle many times what what any of us rednecks and, you know, white, black, you know, Hispanic, whatever your nationality is, which one of us Southern types that, you know, are just kind of stuck here in Tennessee, Georgia, Kentucky, how many of us haven't been to the Panhandle a few times? It's a pretty cheap way to go to the beach and enjoy yourself. And but when, when you're 21 or two, you don't pay attention to the periphery all that much. Your eyes on the prize, Right. Your eyes on the prize. The prize is the sand. The prize is the beach. The prize is the beer, the drink, the joint, whatever it is you're looking for. The girls, the boys, whatever you're looking for, that's you're, you're, you're narrow focused on that. When you get older, you turn into an old guy like me. You don't, you, you know, you'll take those things. You're looking forward to those things potentially. But your peripheral vision is so much wider. And that was what fascinated me more than anything for the last nine days. The state of Alabama, oh my God, what a t- disgusting place. What a disgusting place that entire state is. I'm sorry if that's, you know, where you're from, sweet home Alabama, blah, blah, blah. Spend some time on that in the second segment. In the final segment of the show, I ended up the week in New Orleans which I could say the same thing about. But I my heart's more in that place, and I loved it. But boy, is that a disgusting place as well. And Mississippi, you ain't far behind. <laughs> You're all on the list of some of the worst places I've ever been. And so uh, I'll expand on that, have a little Storyville for the next 
how long we got here. 40 some odd minutes on Nougat Radio 92.7. Uh, I literally have no notes to self. I have no newspapers. I didn't even pick up any papers while I was uh, traveling. I, I normally pick up the local rag wherever I'm at just to get, you know, just to see what their headlines are. Because newspapers are so damn impossible to find, I didn't see them quickly. And I was moving fast the entire time. Like it was, I was, I was racing. My whole life's turned to that. Racing the clock all the time. And even though it was a very long week, it was about a nine-day stretch. As long as I've ever, you know, ever want to do again, too. I, I'm still tired. I got back Saturday late night and then just napped and snoozed most of yesterday and just barely wrote a few things down. Late, late last night while I came up with the realest thing, the never forget thing, and the coolest thing, which I'll get to here in about a minute and a half from right now. So yesterday was just a blur in itself. And here we go, Monday. God, it's hot. Right here, I, I get back. We're in the middle of the now what feels, I mean, it's summertime doesn't hit till like a couple days, so I guess, on the calendar. I, I don't really care what the calendar says. It's summer. It's hot. It sucks. And uh, here we go, back to real life. Happy to be back on the air. Happy to have Keon back in here hanging out with me. Happy to be doing, uh, getting back to some normalcy because I, that was too long to be gone. Nine days was too long to be gone. Uh, I'm, I'm more of a big fan of, of uh, long weekends, stretch out the long weekends all, all year, take a Monday and a Friday. But the way that the vacation time works between the two gigs I got, it, uh, it made sense to do this. All the family was there, the nieces, the nephews, the brothers, the sisters, the moms, the stepdads, the stepmoms. What could possibly go wrong? Let's get the whole family together and go 10 hours that way. What could possibly go wrong? Plenty of things, but overall, it was uh, it was pretty good. So I'll expand on more of that in the second segment and the third segment of the show. Let's go ahead and jump to the audio I put together quickly for you last night. We'll start with the realest thing. This is Ross Perot. He was Don Trump before there was Don Trump. He was the outsider before there was the outsider, except that he was more respectable and made more sense, and that's why nobody listened to him. Again, I now know why all the people in Alabama love Trump. I know why people love Trump in Mississippi. I saw it with my own eyes. This was Trump before there was Trump. He was just not easy to like because he was too he was too complicated even though he wasn't at all. This is today's realest thing. Well, they've got a point. I don't have any experience in running up a $4 trillion debt. I don't have any experience in gridlock government where nobody takes responsibility for anything and everybody blames everybody else. I don't have any experience in creating the worst public school system in the industrialized world, the most violent crime-ridden society in the industrialized world, but I do have a lot of experience in getting things done. So if we're at a point in history where we want to stop talking about it and do it, I've got a lot of experience in figuring out how to solve problems, making the solutions work, and then moving on to the next one. I've got a lot of experience in not taking 10 years to solve a 10-minute problem. So if it's time for action, I think I have experience that counts. If there's more time for gridlock and talk and finger-pointing, I'm the wrong man. Rest in peace, Ross Perot. Why could he not have been our president? This is New Radio 92.7, the Stone on Air Radio Show, back after a week and a half off. In the Delta Southeastern area, which I'll talk about later on this hour. This is today's never forget thing. I didn't do all the editing on this, but I did a lot of it. I thought it was kind of fun. 
the never forget thing. Donald Trump alleges that my dad was involved in assassinating JFK. This is not a reasonable position. This is just kooky. Lion Ted Cruz. Lion Ted. He will lie about anything. This guy Cruz lies more than any human being. I tell you what I really think of Donald Trump. This man is a pathological liar. He doesn't know the difference between truth and lies. He lies practically every word that comes out of his mouth. I am honored that President Trump is here. Look, he's lying, Ted. He holds the Bible high and then he lies. I got on a plane. I flew to New York City. I went to Trump Tower. This guy is sick. Lying, Ted. There's something wrong with this guy. The man cannot tell the truth, but he combines it with being a narcissist. Spent four and a half hours with President Trump. He is like a little baby. The president and I have worked hand in hand. Soft, weak, little baby. The man is utterly amoral. Morality does not exist for him. Worked hand in hand with the president. But for lying, he's the best I've ever seen. Hi, this is Ted Cruz calling. His father was with Lee Harvey Oswald before the shooting. This one is urgent. Come out and vote. These are two of the most influential, powerful men in this ridiculous country, Ted Cruz and Don Trump. Never forget. That's the never forget thing. Uh, This is today's coolest thing. This chick from uh, TikTok that I love. Just think we're in the summer and we can finally do all the stupid things we've always done. You've heard her on here before. You're here to get now. This is today's coolest thing. Cool. <laughs> it's time for today's coolest thing. Okay. Brought to you by Seaborne Commercial Refrigeration. Quick at keeping it cool. Stay cool. So cool. So cool. Okay, so I guess the calendar doesn't say that it's officially summer, but just feel outside and you don't need a calendar to tell you summertime is here. That means the 4th of July is right around the corner. Stay cool with Seaborn Commercial Refrigeration, the sponsors of today's coolest thing. She's just somebody from Tip Talk trying to have some fun. Just think, those amazing backyard 4th of July parties are right around the corner. Today's coolest thing. Just think. One day real soon, we're going to finally be able to pull on our favorite American flag onesie and then head to our neighbor Phil's July 4th pool party blowout, which is really just a cracked kiddie pool in a cement square of a backyard, and then eat hot hunks of meat under the hot blazing sun as Toby Keith's xenophobic anthem blares in the background, and then get so blasted on jello shots at 2 p.m. that you shout, who wants to go skinny dipping with me as you take off all your clothes and collapse into the kiddie pool, tipping it over and flooding the whole backyard, and then as everyone stares at you, you say, it's time for fireworks bitches and you grab a box of sparklers and throw the whole thing on the grill causing a mini explosion which then lights a nearby tree on fire and the fire department has to come and then you get arrested for disorderly conduct as well as public indecency as well as arson and you spend the night in jail in your favorite American flag onesie (sighs) sometimes I just wonder why I'm so entertained by such stupid stuff it's Nougat Radio 92.7 my name is Brian. He is Keon. I will continue to tell you about the last eight or nine days and the eye-opening nature of Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana coming up next on the Stone on Air radio show, later disguised as a podcast. Hang tight. You're listening to the Stone on Air radio show on Nuga Radio 92.7. Alabama man, bust her lip.
Alabama man comes with everything you see here. Wife's on separately. I thought I told you to shut up. You should go home to Greenbow, Alabama. Couldn't help it. Classic from 1972's Harvest, Alabama. And of course, that rejoin was from South Park. Welcome back in. Happy Monday, though there's no such thing, even though I'm feeling pretty good. I did rest up pretty good on Sunday. I'm Brian. He's Keon. Find the show anytime at stoneonair.com or right here. Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, 10 until 11 on Nougat Radio 92.7, the flagship. Every now and again, I got to remember what the, uh, because some of it is folklore. It's not all real. Neil Young and Leonard Skinner had a rivalry in the uh, in, in in American rock and roll folk rock and roll music, the splicing between the two in the early to mid 1970s. And if you you the lyrics from Sweet Home Alabama, I sure as hell wasn't going to play that dumb song. I love Leonard Skinner, love them, but that song yeah, I, I'm I'm done with. Neil Young's Alabama. I cherish for the rest of my life because it's such a perfect depiction of the state of Alabama in 1972, 1971, 1981, 1991, 2001, 2011, and 2021. The song transcends all decades. <clears throat> but the lyrics of this of Sweet Home Alabama is uh, I heard old Neil put her down. Hold on. I got to remember. I don't have it in front of me. I heard old Neil put her down. Um, I heard Mr. Young sing about her. I want Neil Young to remember a Southern man don't need him around anyhow. I, I butchered that a little bit, but that's 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 the gist of the lyrics. And it was in response to, I think it was Southern Man initially, the song Southern Man from, from uh, Neil Young, but it's also the song Alabama because both of them are indictments on the South and how deplorable this place is or was or can be and again this is a 45 year old song or whatever the math is 40 some odd year old song not a hell of a lot's changed in all that time plenty has but actually not really all that much and Neil's uh, Neil Young's one of my favorites he's the godfather of grunge uh, you know because of my Pearl Jam love and their love of Neil Young, it all became a thing for the last, you know, 25, 30 years of my life. Neil Young is, a, is born Canadian and uh, then transplanted to Southern California, <clears throat> kind of mixed with that, uh, that budding scene that included the Beach Boys, the Mamas and the Papas. Uh, who else back then? You know, Meryl, uh, 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 Charles Manson. <laughs> I don't think Neil Young was running with Charles Manson, but the Beach Boys were. So that's that's kind of that time period and, and all the things that were going on with the civil rights movement in the South 
were just things you would see in a headline in a paper out in Southern California or, you know, Ontario, right, wherever Neil might have been. But in reality, Neil Young and Ronnie Van Zant, the lead singer, the, the, the lead songwriter, at least the lyrical writer, the lyricist for Leonard Skinner were actually friends. And they understood where each other was coming from. Leonard Skinner celebrated the South with their own kind of, what's the right word I'm looking for, kind of chastising it as well. Like they would say, I love this place, but, and some of the best Southern rock bands still do that. Drive-by truckers. I love this place, but. Jason Isbell, who used to be in the truckers, the, uh, the Blackberry Smoke Band. This place is our home. This is where we grew up. This is what we love. But there are a lot of warts here. And so that's been happening for forever, I guess, right? For the, for the beginning of time. So all that to say, I get into uh, uh, the car and I start heading to the, to, the, to the Gulf. And I've been to Panama City and I've been to Destin and I've been to Orange Beach and I've been to Gulf Shores. All about one or two times each. So I just, once I get there, I recognize a few places. I kind of know where I'm going. But going to the beach sucks, man. It is such a pain in the you-know-what. And I hadn't been to uh, the beach in many years now. And I've been to Gulf Shores a couple of times. And basically, you just you drive the entire state of Alabama. And I'm telling you, for 20 years now, 20 years of me traveling around the South, what is Alabama doing with their tax revenue? What are they doing with the taxes that they pull out of your checks for those that do actually work in the state of Alabama? Because they sure as hell are not paying to fix any roads. We've, I've been driving down these busted-ass roads, busted-ass I-59, torn-up-as-hell I-65 for 20, 25 years. My guess is it goes further than 25 to 35 to 45 years. What are you doing? All the overpasses have that puke green color. Here in Tennessee, we've actually put a ton of money into our roads and our overpasses. Chattanooga is becoming more, more connected in the last 20 years than maybe any southern city that, you know, within 500 miles. The 2475 interchange that is... The work is going on right now is gorgeous. Like if you if you can take a highway interchange and describe it as gorgeous, that's the one you would do. It's going to be beautiful when it's done. It's not even done and it looks great. You're driving through Alabama. Every overpass hasn't been pressure washed in three decades. They all look like they're about to fall in on each other. Birmingham is a dump, and it's the the biggest thing they got going on. Fort Payne is garbage. Like, no wonder this state and this area, this three-state delta area of Mississippi, Alabama, and Louisiana are so confused backwards and idolizing and running around with a flag with a guy's name on it who was president for a few minutes. There's nothing in this state. There's nothing. And it's the perfect example of when, like, the dullards that say, well, look at, see the electoral college map? 
and say, well, I don't get this. Look at all this red. Yeah, it's because those counties have five people in them. This is why the movie Deliverance is a thing. This state is trash. I talk about Georgia being another country. Georgia is the most sophisticated place I've ever seen compared to Alabama. Oh, my God, what a disastrous place. I, I, I barely, and Mississippi actually, from an aesthetic view, is much better than Alabama. I was only in Mississippi for about 100 miles coming back from New Orleans uh, Saturday. But I was in Alabama all day on Saturday of last uh, of last week. And, and, uh, <clears throat> and I'm going to run out of time before I even begin to get to where I want to go with a lot of this because a lot of this was fascinating. I'm not trying to be a total hater. A lot of this was very educating and eye-opening to me. So I, I, I'm headed down to the beach. It turns out that Saturday, it looks like everybody decided on Memorial Day weekend they weren't going to go to the beach. They're going to wait till the next week. Stop and go traffic for 50, 60 miles on I-65. I, it took me... Five hours to get to Montgomery. That's about a three-hour drive. Five hours. Stop and go traffic the whole way. And, and I had my 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 brother from Knoxville. Okay, this is a total family trip. I'm Brian, Nuga Radio, 92.7. Keon's here. Podcasts, all that. Just started to make sure we keep things together here. But I uh, this is a total family trip. Every nephew, every niece, every brother, every sister, stepdad, stepmoms, we were all there. What could go wrong, right? Um, I had my uh, closest to me brother was about 100 miles in front of me. My younger brother was about 100 miles behind me. And my mom and sister and their kids were, and her kids were somewhere in between. So we were all kind of uh, corresponding. And we, uh, and and everybody's response was the same. This sucks. <laughs> this, this is taking so long. And uh, I, I, I was losing it. I don't do well in a car. I don't travel well uh, by, via car. Uh, I, I would rather take 10 hours to fly to New Orleans than take, you know, seven hours to drive there. But this, play, this time we were going to Gulf Shores. And so I started pulling up my phone and I started just getting mad. And I was just like, I'm not doing this. I'm not sitting in this damn car all day long. Because at this point... It, it's a eight hour drive or maybe more like six and a half, seven hour drive. If you have no issues, I'm four or five hours in and I'm barely halfway through the state of Alabama. I was like, this is stupid. And I'm going to get to the beach at like nine o'clock at night. And then I'm just going to start drinking until like three. Cause I'm pissed off. And then I'll wake up at noon the next day and feel like crap. I'm not doing this. So I pulled up my phone and saw, uh, surely you're familiar with this name because of uh, uh, their connection with the lookouts in the Southern League, the Montgomery Biscuits. Yeah. Double A minor league team in Montgomery. I said, if this team is in town, I'm going to Montgomery and I'm going to a ball game and I'm getting a hotel room and screw my family. I'm not, I'll talk to them tomorrow. They were in town and I finally made it to Montgomery. Still stop and go, stop and go. I I went 30 miles in about almost two hours, hour and a half. I went about 30 miles. I was watching the whole thing. I was just, I was fuming, fuming. Found Montgomery, jumped off the road. I'm going to have to let this spill in the next segment. It's only got about two and a half minutes here. And this was the most fun I had all 
week, that serendipitous kind of thing. Like, who knew going to Montgomery was going to be more fun than the beach? Because I'd never been there before, and it's a culturally, civil rights, you know, important one of the most important places in the country. I, 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 I knew that, but I wasn't really thinking about that. I just wanted to go to a ball game and get a dog and a, and a beer. <clears throat> and so I, I got to Montgomery. My family's actually mad at me. Like, what are you doing? What? I thought because they were just insert family nonsense right. here. And I was like, I'll see you in the morning, jerks. <laughs> we're not doing anything tonight anyway. I'm only three and a half hours away if I have no traffic on a Sunday, and which I figured I wouldn't. I was right. And I cruised right into Gulf Shores the next day. And I, uh, I went to Montgomery, found a room, walked around the city, went to the ballpark, and it was, it was incredible. It was so much fun, and I, I had, and I, I, I'm the world's best at having fun by myself. I can totally fly as a loner. I don't need Keon to go along with me and you know keep me entertained for the drive to Montgomery. I can have fun in Montgomery by myself. Now you know I like having friends and I like having real conversation and real uh, experiences with others, but there's something to say about having your own path. You can just do whatever you want, however you want, whenever you want. And that trip, that day and a half stop in Montgomery was eye-openingly fascinating. And I'll wrap all that up as then I went to the the beach part is the least important. I I don't have anything interesting to tell you about the beach other than eating a ton of shellfish. And then I ended up in New Orleans. Also, eye-openingly fascinating. And uh, so it was bookended by Montgomery... New Orleans, middle part, crappy beach with a bunch of rednecks in Alabama. And I'll expand on that to wrap up the show next. Good pull on the Grateful Dead in Alabama getaway, Keon. Snooger Radio 92.7. Usually happy Mondays are not possible. This one's on, you know, this one's might be okay. We'll see. My name is Brian, Snooger Radio 92.7, Stone on Air Radio Show and Podcast. Continue the story coming up next. NOLA baby, New Orleans has to be the party capital of America. You feel the voodoo juju immediately when you step foot in its quarters. The past isn't dead. It's not even the past. No other city in America keeps its history as vital or as accessible as New Orleans. Entire neighborhoods, old buildings, cemetery crypts, manhole covers, cobblestone streets, and ancient oaks serve as touchstones to vanished eras. In New Orleans, History can strut as loudly as a carnival walking crew or creep as softly as a green lizard on a courtyard wall. Thrilling, colorful, tragic, inspiring. Bring your paintbrush, we paint the town. Oh, that's the sweetest going round. Catch it down in New Orleans. It's Dr. John on New Radio 92.7. And the Stone on Air Radio Show and Podcast. I could now, now that I'm starting to stretch out and remember the last nine days, I could do this for a couple hours. I only have about nine minutes left. Thanks to Everness. They are a uh, local, well, not just local, regional, but more specifically local. Property management company, if you need help with that, they'll take care of it. 
or tell you whether maybe you can. The work with you. 454-3854. Call John, Everness.co. And my guys, Hemp House, my guy, my gal, Dwayne and Casey, Hemp House, three locations in town. North Chat down the road here at Ringgold Road and out in Ultawa. 771 Hemp is how you can get a hold of them. If you just need the education, they can take care of that. If you need the product, they farm, they uh, entrepreneurial nature and sell, and it's a business. And that's what they're trying to do. And also just make sure you understand all things CBD in the city of Chattanooga. Thank you, Hemp House, for being on board. So um, I'm Brian. He's Keon. I uh, was so I started in uh, in Alabama, got irritated, stopped in Montgomery because of the stop and go traffic that started. It started almost immediately. Like it was about about an hour into Alabama, and then it was just. And if everybody on the interstate would just kind of cooperate, we could all go about forty. Instead, we got to go seventy, and then slam on our brakes, and then fifty. And slam on our brake. If we'd all just go 40, we'd all get there a lot quicker. Bottom line is, I said, I'm done with this. Jumped off at Montgomery. And uh, and I went to the uh, to the baseball stadium. And I was immediately, the, the Montgomery Biscuits play out there, double A for the Tampa Bay Rays. And I was immediately, I just blown away by this, this, this building. I didn't know anything about it yet. I just thought, and I'm a baseball snob. I'm a baseball stadium snob, especially minor league stadiums. When I was young, me and my my dad, we would we would travel through the Carolina leagues and the Southern League and South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, West Virginia, Virginia, where my uh, where I had family, and we would always stop Winston Salem, um, Raleigh, uh, Charleston. We would stop in all these towns, Huntsville, and we would go to ball games. That was part of the travel. So for me, that was kind of a throwback. Like, this is part of the travel. I didn't mean for that, but that's what ended up happening. So it gave me almost a swelling of like, oh, yeah, this is what we used to do. We travel places and we stop and we go to minor league ball games. And this place was amazing. It was built into, it's about a 15-year-old stadium. It was built into an old pre-Civil War train depot that later was a, a union prisoner of war camp so when the when the the south captured the union soldiers they housed them in this in this building there's there's little little plaques all over that that tell you this history and it's all over the stadium it was so well done so fantastic that i was i was enthralled with this place and so it was very modernized but it had this old you know 150-year-old brick uh, base to this to this stadium with great sight lines, good food, uh, lots of line, lots of uh, concessions, so not many lines. It was a fantastic time, and I'm talking to my brother and my all my whole family are baseball guys, and and even my my sister played softball and, and like sports. And while they're a little irritated that I'm not going to be at the beach here in a few hours. They all understood a little bit. Damn, you're having a better night than us. We're still on the road. Eight o'clock at night, they're still on the road to get to Gulf Shores. And I'm sitting in the baseball stadium in Montgomery like, <laughs> this is so much fun. I got to move fast here. So I'm, I'm going to try to get to the point as quick as I can. Here's the, here's the problem, though. Montgomery has about a five-block area of historical information, 
murals, the uh, the walk from uh, Selma, all the historical civil rights, just deep history, all documented, which is great, which is absolutely great. And it was so fascinating. I loved it. But about outside that five-block area, it is as poverty-stricken as any place you're going to see. I was trying to find a cheap motel. There's not a cheap motel. There's 250 a night at the Stay Bridge right next to the stadium, or there's Needlehead Crackhead area about two exits down, which is which is just terribly unfortunate and, and more to the testament of how bad Alabama really still is. And I booked a room, or at least I, I started to book a room, on Re- at Red Roof Inn on my way in as I was stuck in traffic and I couldn't get it to work on my phone. And I got into town, and once I stopped to book it, the rooms were gone. This is like the booking.com, so they're giving you that better deal to try to fill up the night. And... I found another one that I thought was comparable. I was wrong. And I went an exit over. Think of the worst place in Chattanooga where all the needleheads are. Not just this is not just African American. This is not just black. This is white too. This is a dangerous, scary place. I pulled in and it was almost like every head looked over at me. Who's this guy? And I thought, oh bleep. I'm out of here. So I just bit the bullet, drove back to the stadium, got a room at the Stay Bridge for a couple hundred damn dollars, and I'm thinking, oh my god, I'm I'm not even a day in, and I'm I'm already blowing the budget out. Best idea I could have had because I was able to walk everywhere. So they have a very gentrified area in downtown Montgomery, and it you know call that good, call that bad. I would say it's closer to good, but the, this is why critical race theory is important. Everything that I saw in this town is why critical race theory is very important to understand. Old Lily White guy having a great time in Montgomery can tell you how great the place is. Walk five steps that way, and then five miles that way, and then 25 miles the other way. Unthinkable poverty. Unthinkable poverty because of so, and I don't have time to get into all right. the, but but it. Okay, you got about three minutes. This is not a pretty place. It's not a pretty place, except for those few blocks down by the stadium. That was pretty as hell. Anyway, it was it was it was a it was a culturally important time actually of my life to see this town. I'll never go to Montgomery again. That was fantastic. All right, went on to the to, to the beach the next day. The beach is the beach. You know what do you what do you do? You you, you hang out there. You, you you soak in some rays if that's what you want. You hang at the pool if that's what you want. I like to collect some seashells and walk around and just let the waves splash on my feet and then go drink at the you know condo. Wow. Okay. Big deal. Do that for about four or five days. Then head to New Orleans. Another culturally eye opening place that I'll probably spend some more time on on Wednesday. I won't be here with you tomorrow as I'm only here Monday, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. And Brian, he's key on us at Nougat Radio 92.7. And so I'm driving through Alabama, through Mississippi. Now I'm into uh, Louisiana. And just the, this goes back to the Electoral College map. There's so many miles of elevated interstate because it's all swampland. I just, I've never seen this with my own eyes for 50, 60 miles, I'm on elevated interstates, and it's just swamp or just nothingness 
for however long. And then I get to the city of New Orleans. Friend of mine lives right down in the middle uh, of the area. He works at a radio station. Keon, you would have died to see how beautiful this. I can't believe this. This still exists. It's the Hatton where Alt ninety an Alt ninety two point three Golf, whatever the hell That's it awesome. is. Gorgeous downtown studios right in the French Quarter. <laughs> wow, this guy doesn't deserve this. <laughs> what did he do? He did a lot of things that don't deserve having a cool gig like this. <laughs> His name's Brad. He used to work here in town. I'll let you connect the dots. Anyway, one of my best friends. But gorgeous studios downtown. We go to Bourbon Street. We go to all the places. And and just crawfish, man. Every corner you can get a, a, a pound of crawfish for like five bucks. I mean, it, it, it's, 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 it's wild. And the... Uh, and the history of this place and how it's how well it's preserved is so great. It's still a dump. It's still it's still a toilet. It is a dump. So many places where you're at, it it smells. It smells bad. But it's charming. It's it's the past. You can smell it. It's just there. It's charming and it's it's Obviously below sea level. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to tell you a lot about the city of New Orleans you couldn't have read about or maybe experienced yourself. Uh, it's the Montgomery trip that fascinated me the most. But they both gave me kind of an understanding of the South and and why it's so hard to understand for the rest of the country. And I've been here a majority of my entire life. I was talking about uh, Neil Young and um, and the feud, quote unquote, with uh, Ronnie Van Zant from Skinner, who were actually very good friends. And I, I was reminded by Jeff Styles via text. This song, Powderfinger, was written by Neil Young that was supposed to be recorded by Ronnie Van Zant and the Leonard Skinner Band. And then the plane crashed in 1977. And another one, is, as they say, the rest is history. This is New Radio 92.7. Thank you for hanging out for my Storyville for an hour. We'll see where things go on Tuesday. Gary and Tide will be with you tomorrow. Keon will hang out with you for the rest of the morning. Y'all have a great one. Talk to you again in the middle of the week. See you later. Bye.